0: This is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll.
1: Fifteen. Not bad. Yeah. That's a solid, solid number.
0: We feel good about this one. And we're back to D&D. We're back to the gaming system that actually uses this die. Thank you. Oh. So, Anne, we can finally talk to people about this show.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I thought we were going to have to sit on this information for a lot longer than we did. I did, too. Thank goodness. Trav is the traveling beast. Yeah. I I certainly don't blame them (laughs) for not getting enough of it.
0: Well, and I think we were all kind of thinking it yesterday, as we're recording this on Friday, um, as it was getting later in the day, and we were like, well, what what, is it going to be a later drop? What's going to happen? And then, surprise, it was a live show. And I know, at least for sure, our brother was (laughs) very bummed that it wasn't more amnesty, and I kind of was too, but... I think, I mean, there's no losing here either way, and I think that that bodes really well for how great Amnesty is.
1: Like, I as was, if there's any I doubt for us. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. I, I felt the same way. Like, I'm jazzed to hear about my Trace Hormley boys, uh, but, like, we're in the story now. We're so ready to keep going. Tell me more yeah.
0: about my man!
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But we always love a, a, a good, a good horny adventure. I'm never gonna say no
0: to a horny adventure. How? Oh, so here's what I will say before we get into the story proper. Uh, Griff makes a comment about Travis uh, showing both. Uh, being without sleeves on both shows being this one and my brother my brother and me which they did the night before and uh i speak for ann and myself and everybody in the audience when i say uh we all liked it too that he was not wearing <laughs> sleeves to either show i was
1: going to i have it in my notes <laughs> yeah how beefy did his arms look oh he looks great <laughs> good
0: job
2: it's a good look he and it was very hot he was not it was the, so hot it was real hot mm-hmm. yeah I mean, everybody still rolled up to that show in, like, super layered, super complicated costumes. God bless
1: cosplayers. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. We shared some pictures on our Twitter. If anybody hasn't Mm -hmm. seen them yet, please go check them out. Everybody looked stunning. Yeah, Griffin was not kidding about it.
2: Basically, the entire (laughs) theater stood up and was in costume. It was a lot of people. I mean, it's Dragon Con, but yeah, mm-hmm. although now I now I want to know how long is it going to be until somebody shows up at a live show dressed as just Greg as Greg buttoned down gonna, in, in khakis going to
0: happen, it's happen <laughs> <It's> in their awesome <laughs> show, whichever one's next.
2: Like somebody please do this. This will be good. You just Greg. need a little name tag that says mm-hmm. just Greg on it. <laughs> and I, I want a gang
1: of just Greg's like a whole a whole team of them. <laughs> Ideally up close to stand up. <laughs> the whole front row. If you're in the front row, please put on your uniform. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I guess they kind of did a game here too that we can talk about. So uh uh so at the very start of this, what was everybody thinking when Griff initially puts us in this dressing room?
1: I was hoping for a montage. Me another too. Mm. like this is what your outfit is. And they never really that's, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was very shocked. I was
0: too. Ann and I were too far from the microphones this time to hear us, but I feel like I remember looking excitedly at her like, we're about to just try on clothes for an hour, and that didn't happen.
1: That <laughs> would be so good. <laughs> These yeah. boys... Love a fashion montage. At least Trav does. That is for sure. Trav Def does. I feel like they all, they do it in My Brother, My Brother and Me, the TV show. Mm -hmm. Oh, they certainly do. They do do it several times in the Adventure Zone. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for it to happen in Amnesty. You know Mm -hmm. Ned's got a a trunk full. Yes. Of just (laughs) like movie props and iconic hats and jackets from (laughs) movie stars and like big wigs. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I can't wait. Come on. Come on, guys. I want yeah. that episode.
2: I, I did like Griffin calling it auditioning clothing. I like that better yeah. than trying, trying,
1: auditioning these clothes. huh. <laughs> that's what you're doing. <laughs> when you've got a team of people, you're auditioning the clothes. Are you the saying yes are auditioning. to this dress? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hmm
0: hmm But it wasn't a special The Adventure Zone episode of Say Yes to the Dress, which, uh-huh. oh my god, now that's all I want. Um. <laughs> instead our sweet sometimes is a cat sometimes is he a cat is he a man is he good is he bad (laughs) who knows but he all we do know is his name is garfield thank god garfield's here
2: yeah i i liked him being unimposing and inconceivable that's that's the (laughs) best possible description of anyone (laughs) great description
0: Well, and even, like, immediately them waking up in this dressing room and Magnus doing what he do best and immediately just causing destruction. (laughs) Uh, The fact that the mirror broke and there was just space outside, I think, is really intriguing. And, again, Mm. gives a little taste of what Garfield's about. Almost like he doesn't exist in any one dimension, it sounds like, which is why when we learned of Heathcliff, it was like, okay, now we want this to be, like, a whole team of cartoon cats who... ...are not bothered by the bounds of space and time.
2: Yeah. There's definitely something weird going on more than... Mm-hmm. I mean, cause, especially because we know in this conversation that all of his fantasy Costco's have burned down. So they're not inside fantasy Costco. They're right. wherever Garfield exists when he's not there,
0: I guess. He's in a boundless void. And that is what brings us here today is these fantasy Costco's burning down, which I feel... We were all laughing as much as the boys were. <laughs> I mean, it. it's not funny, and yet it's also hysterical,
2: it is, yeah. Although, Travis's suggestion that, or well, it was Magnus' suggestion, I guess, uh, that, that he might have burned it down smoking. Can we just say, for the <laughs> record, Garfield definitely vapes?
1: Like, mm. definitely. Oh, oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. I feel like that is absolutely canon.
0: It'd be like a catnip flavor. What other flavors do cats like? Who knows?
1: <laughs> Turkey. <laughs>
0: Ugh. <laughs> 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 A turkey-flavored vape, that's what he...
2: That's his jam oh. right there. Um, Tuna. Oh, wait, lasagna.
0: Ooh. Oh. It, lasagna. Uh, it was right there, and I am i didn't even see it. His, he, so he puts down his lasagna vape, and we gotta figure out who's been burning down these stores. Is it teens with nothing better to do? No. We're going to the plane of fire. This took me, like... Way by surprise. It was something, mm. you know, we kind of played around in our last live show episode where we kind of guessed at what they might do next. Uh, going to another plane really took me by surprise, at least.
2: Yeah, I think we had a conversation at some point, although it might not have been on the podcast, about them establishing these other planes, that, that it would be interesting to do a story on one of them mm-hmm. because we know so yeah. little about them. No, but, um, but yeah, I don't. I, I didn't necessarily expect that right now.
0: Yeah. I think it seems almost to me because there does seem to be so many other stories that have been hinted at that Mm -hmm. I think we as listeners love so much and like want to hear more about. Yeah. That we were like, but what about Fantasy Aspen? But that's not to say we don't have a ton of fun here in the Plane of Fire. It's a laugh a minute here
1: in the Plane of Fire.
0: (laughs) It's just so much fun. Uh, But so I will say here, even as Griffin is describing it, I have I always have a hard time picturing a landscape for whatever reason like i don't know what it is for me i can draw up people and characters all day but like tell me to make up a town and i'm like i don't there are going to be four houses in this place and they're all going to look like a cottage <laughs> with a door and a window <laughs> i'm very bad at it but it sounds like, like it would walls. look so
2: dope that's roof done mm-hmm. yeah i didn't i didn't rem- i don't know the minecraft reference what what that was supposed I to look like do. so but I was, yeah. I was into the the idea of all the buildings being made out of brass is super cool. For sure. Like, it's an interesting yeah. solution to, you know, because a kid had just gone with stone or something, but that wouldn't have been as interesting.
1: No, I well, agree. When he says that there's no sky, mm-hmm. I immediately just started feeling very claustrophobic trying to imagine. Mm. I was just like, oh, I don't like this place at right. all. I got to go. Like, this is defo not my jam. And I'm still, like, kind of panicking about it right now. Like,
0: oh. I mean, it definitely makes me wonder, well, then what's on top of the ceiling? Because then there's, mm-hmm. like, lava pouring out of it, too. So is it, mm. like, maybe the entire plane of fire, if it is a spherical planet, per se, like our world or whatever, is that what the planes are? But then we know they're also, like, a disk. At- it's
2: very hard to wrap around. We have a lot of metaphysical questions about how the planes mm-hmm. function yes. at this point.
0: Just like Garfield. But so then it did make me wonder is it just like a sea of lava, and then somehow beneath it is where everybody resides?
1: Hmm. Oh. You know? I don't know. Either I've only way. I lived on this one planet, so right. that's kind of my base. Yeah. My my whole base of operations <laughs> of understanding. Your point of reference
0: here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, regardless, it's very uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, it's it's quite and it's it's very hot, obviously, which was kind of everybody's mm-hmm. first thought was like, Oh wait, I, I love Magnus just ripping his sleeves off immediately <laughs> mm-hmm. because well it's
1: hot, so <laughs> just making See it real and this, is, this is where had we actually used the dressing room as a mm-hmm. dressing room, they all could have gotten a la Link from Ocarina of Time, Bingo. some fire tunics, mm-hmm. and would not be bothered by the heat. It was right there, and you guys I will walked say, right away from it.
0: Yeah, for people who maybe haven't played Ocarina of Time and also who only played has Breath. Not played. Listen, I'm just saying, <laughs> there are plenty of people, younger people, probably. Uh. That game, Brittany? Brittany, get this. Brittany, get this. Brittany, don't tell me how
1: long ago it was. It I was can't tw- handle over that.
0: 20 years ago that <gasps> Ocarina of Time came out. So a bunch of people oh, probably have not played this game. Oh, no. If you haven't played the game Ocarina of Time and only played Breath of the Wild, Link's fire outfit in Breath of the Wild is not cute. We're definitely talking oh. about his Ocarina of Time look, which was, yes, just a different colored tunic, but <laughs> in the new one, he's too covered up. Which oh. seems, I mean, I guess makes sense for the hot. Mm-hmm. We talk about that game way more than we should on this show. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep going. But I'm totally with you. I thought Garfield, of all people, would have hooked him up with some, mm-hmm. some new outfits. Some firewear. Which Merle wear. kind of acts, asks for. Although mm-hmm. he's only
2: concerned about underpants. like So I guess he <laughs> knows where concerned. his priorities lie.
0: <laughs> I mean, God bless him. I mean,
2: new outfits would have been cool. I mean, especially mm-hmm. with that many cosplayers in the audience. I'm sure everyone was, like, leaning forwards in their seats, like...
0: <laughs> with their notepads ready. We're I ready. With their notepads and sketchbooks,
2: like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. What are you wearing yeah. now? But I, I did like the sheer wine solution. That amused me personally, at least. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is like one of those little potions you get in those games. Which
2: yeah, does yeah. happen
0: in Breath of the Wild. Just drink this until you can get your armor. So, yeah, we see this castle on this overhang on top of, like, the lava sea. And this is where we meet Cinder, yes? Is he, like, yes, leaving the yes. castle? Cinder and they- is
1: my new favorite character. <laughs> oh, my God. So I just imagined Calcifer from house mm-hmm. Moving Castle. Bingo, me too. And had that little voice. And I did wonder, <laughs> like, is Griffin going to go with this forever? And the, the, the way they worked it was so good mm-hmm. and played so well uh i i don't i and it, it helped to imagine like he throws in the wood he grows bigger and just now he's almost <laughs> human shaped <laughs> talking like a griffin right because first he's talking
0: like a big man and then he's talking like a griffin which uh-huh. i love that <laughs> <differentiating>. <laughs> just, not
1: that much <laughs>
0: right yum yum uh so such good vocal gags there and again that's that really fun bit of getting them to just kind of play with each other Mm -hmm. which is I think a benefit of the live shows not only like is there a whole audience who gets to then be here and engage too but they usually don't get to play face to face with each other in the same room in the same environment so I feel like it's Extra fun for everybody then involved, including them.
2: Yeah, Clint mm-hmm. was definitely laughing, at least as hard yeah. as the audience was. <laughs> he yeah. was definitely enjoying that. That's the the best part, is I think when when they crack each other up.
1: Absolutely. Well, and Clint nailed that dad joke. Oh like, my god! It yes. could not have been better. I do wish <laughs> that we had the like some little fireworks go off, and we can all really just sit and applaud yeah he, he, he hit it it was great great work we'll get him a
2: little uh light up <laughs> sign that says joke on it <laughs> <laughs> joke nailed.
1: That was a good
0: idea good idea um but so after they kind of talk with cinder and they find out that like he used to work in the forge or he was yeah he worked in the forge at the castle and has been fired thank you clint
1: um
0: <laughs> oh that would be more <laughs> of a
1: but it's
0: yeah right after they talk to little cinder he goes off again hopefully to go get some more something to eat wait Goin'. can we
1: jump back for a yeah. second and bring up taco willing <laughs> to just let him die like That's taco, like, taco comes boy. in
2: <laughs> taco's negotiation skills
1: are very intense yeah he knows what he's about like, Cinder just wants a little scrap wood, which Magnus obviously has, and Togas like, or, we can just sit back and watch you dissipate into nothing. How about that? Like, whoa, well, and do that, not get on his bad side. I'm glad you
0: brought that up, because that is actually, what I was going to say next, is them talking to these guards and... Now they can just use the story and song card and they can just use this finale card, which is what Taco does in that moment being like, Mm -hmm. I'm good. Are you, where are you when this is all said and done?
2: Yeah. I mean, and it, it, it is, I think that Griffin was definitely in fact planning an encounter here and he did sort of encourage them to maybe just casually murder these two salamander guards, even though they didn't need to (laughs) like that whole thing about like, well, they are in a bridge over lava, (laughs) but, but I did, I really liked, um, the way that Griffin handled it for these characters, that the one guy just keeps going, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was a good choice, yes. It was more interesting, I think, than just like, and then Magnus pulls out his sword, and that's kind of the end of it. Like, you know, because oh, they're so totally they're agree. so overpowered at this point. Like, to have an, an interaction with somebody basic who's just a yeah. guard, that is definitely how it would go down, that, that at least in some of the situations, these people would be like, we are not paid enough to deal with this. <laughs>
0: Uh absolutely agree it's way more interesting and to that same effect like they're so overpowered now and then also again even using the story and song it's almost like when you restart a game and it's like and then this time you get to Mm -hmm. keep all your armor and stuff from the first time so now the game you can just kind of blitz through it
2: and it would be weird from a story standpoint if people just didn't remember who they were
0: like Mm -hmm. the
2: thing that was in everybody's brain yeah maybe they just have a real bad memory for faces but other than that
0: it could be. If you think of especially with like a different species like these guys mm-hmm. are, if they're like, I don't oh, know, a lot of humans. Look the same. Or yeah. at least, you know, yeah.
1: You can't That's true. totally
0: differentiate. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. What? I Okay. Here's what I really want the next next goes. next live show to be. Okay. An elf? A human and a dwarf oh. that is not these three are pretending to be them. I love this.
0: How good would that so, be? Well, and a bunch I, of
1: cosplayers. That would I be love good. that,
0: and it kind of harkens
1: back to their first live show, a little no. bit with oh, Craigslist. Yeah. I,
0: did you listen to that one, Brittany?
1: I think I did. I didn't think that was a live show, though.
0: It was. I, that was like their. I first thought it was one. just a bonus. Really? I mean, or wasn't it? In wasn't any it case.
1: Though?
0: Regardless. I think it was a live show, but I don't know. I like that idea, though, because I was about to say, oh, that could be their last live show to kind of bookend it. Oh. And then I said, oh, I don't <laughs> want to say those words. But now I just yeah. did. And the curse has oh, no. been put in place. I'm so <laughs> sorry, they, everybody. Did, they
2: did admittedly do that plot line on the Sayuki anime and the first, the second season. And they also did, they? did it on either Xena or Hercules. Love that it. there was somebody Probably impersonating them.
1: Yeah, I'm, it was either Xena or <laughs>
2: Hercules. But they were, they Wait. were in fact, extremely good episodes. So, yes, oh. I'm here for this. Wait, it's a fun TV trope,
0: for sure. I mean, it sounds like it would be a great time. Yeah.
2: No, I'm, I'm down.
0: Oh, uh, but then to bring us back here, I will just say, and then we can keep moving, um... The the imagery of Magnus and Taco just doing Batman impressions at each other is very <laughs> funny to me. And probably, maybe, possibly my favorite part here because I'm like, oh, I've missed tons of shit by just like playing along with somebody in a moment and completely tuning out everything happening around me. Mm. So that's what I like to imagine both of these two <laughs> idiots are doing. But don't worry, Merle's got it.
1: Mm. Or does he? he because he does he totally has he got it, it initially.
0: I mean, he was, he was
2: correct. He does have that spell. He just didn't have it on the card. And I do like that when he can't find a card, apparently he's just been saying that's what's on the card and that he, maybe he's been making up spells and no one noticed. <laughs> I'm frankly very impressed by that. Me too. There's some, there's some, uh, like really experienced DM somewhere who has been listening to the podcast and going, wait a minute. And then grabbing like 10 books and flipping through it, <laughs> trying to mm-hmm. figure out if they just don't remember a thing.
0: Yeah. Definitely a lair situation. Making notes every time somebody transgresses a- across D&D. But he does, I mean,
2: either way, he in- he inspires Taco's action to use yes. an ice spell. And then we get them all saying rock hard ice a lot, which was very entertaining. Amen.
1: Which, no joke, the descriptions in D&D 5e lean heavily towards erotic. More often than you'd <laughs> think.
0: That's a horny and- game.
1: I think Chuck Tingle was one of the copy editors <laughs> at this point. I think he was just there. He's like, what if we raised it this wise? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. And nobody like really sat and thought about it. Like, oh, As that's just really penetrative. Oh. <laughs>
2: Are we going to okay. get...
1: <laughs> Is there going to be an actual play episode of, of Chuck Tingle's podcast now? I mean, <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> but I for sure have been at a game flipping through a book, pulling up a thing. I was like, this is absolutely what it says. And read it out loud. And was like, oh, God. I was like, yeah, well, (laughs) someone wrote this and thought this was a really. This went through several editing processes, I'm sure. And this is what they came up with. I'm going to read it.
0: It's a horny, horny game.
1: It's a horny game for a horny show. (laughs) It's in good
0: company. But really, though, I did think. Even after then Taco uses that rock hard ice and creates the onyx or whatever. obsidian. obsidian. Thank you. That's the one. I was mm-hmm. expecting the, the whole thrower. Yeah.
2: To yeah, come into play. I went there So I mean and Shaped stone doesn't seem like a crazy interesting like useful spell. Like it seems like something you want to use and then you would never have an opportunity to and uh-huh. this was in fact the perfect opportunity to use
1: it. It was great.
0: So Merle gets them. Merle ushers them through this this archway, and the Magnus is a proper gentleman and it opens the castle door for everybody, which is a tiny <laughs> detail, but I love it. And even then, my next note just says Clint was on his game that night, and I don't remember exactly. Oh, what he I bet did it was here. the Harry
2: Potter pun because oh my God, uh, that was oh. it. Yeah, yeah. There's the, the door. About- yes, <laughs> so
1: great. It was extremely good. Living for those dad jokes, mm-hmm. and I was too. Um, I will say, this is where I kind of lost track of everything. I had to go look up what an ingot was, because I didn't know. Uh I was like, oh, it's like a classic bar of insert metal here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. why did I know Um, what that is?
0: Maybe just because I play a lot of video games.
1: It's probably that. They just call it metal bar for me, so...
2: Um, well, an ingot isn't necessarily in a bar shape. An ingot can be just a lump. Like it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't metal. have to be
1: cast well, into a bar Google shape. Google images showed it as. <laughs> well, don't listen to Google images. <laughs> <shapes. laughs> if I can't listen to Google images, who am I supposed to talk and, to? And like, <laughs> look at me, look at me. I'm Google images four, now. <laughs> we have a four-hour difference. I can't be texting you all hours of the day. Actually, I probably you probably can could, though. You and can probably be awake. I would. <laughs> Yeah, so I had to find out what that was. (laughs) And then after that, I know Taco did something with gum and transmutation and wood and I lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
2: was very excited that they walked in and there was clearly going to be a puzzle. And I would not have immediately gone to use nitpicker and try to circumvent the puzzle. (laughs) Especially because, like, it did seem fairly obvious that it was going to be a trap, that you could not simply be like, here's my elaborately constructed puzzle that I spent hours thinking about and figuring out. Uh, Well, I guess you can just use your thief skills and pick the door.
0: Anybody making, like, trap doors or whatever puzzle doors in this place has to keep in mind there are just thieves everywhere. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You got to electrocute people just a little bit if they get too just sassy. Just a little bit.
0: So I do wonder, do you think Nitpicker could have been killed had he been the one to pick this lock?
2: Uh I think it probably just would have, you know, they could have done something like, oh, it, it shoots him across the room and he's a little singed Which, but he's fine. Something like that. I don't I don't think that they would have killed him. Um, that would have been. I funny. don't. I don't know what would have. That would have been an interesting turn to this episode if if uh, Travis had not rolled well when he tried to pick the lock.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> because yes. he
2: got it was a nineteen or a twenty. So he, if he yeah, hadn't, I think
0: he got a twenty. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: If he hadn't, that probably would have ended very badly.
0: Yeah, he definitely would have taken a little bit more damage at least.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but I think that's interesting. That th- these are those mm-hmm. moments where you see Griffin using what he already knows in a way to, like, move the story along, but not in a way that Mm -hmm. is going to give away what's about to happen. Because, obviously, he plays Ernest, the nitpicker, and, (laughs) you know, he calls out Magnus for being in Thief School. Like, why isn't this guy picking the door? Which prompts them, Magnus, to
1: do it. How sad is it? I forgot that Griffin is both voicing Ernest (laughs) and the creator of the thing, and that Ernest, quotation marks, would not (laughs) like no i don't think that's a good thing it's you being very into
0: the story Mm -hmm. um but i think it works out very well especially in a case like this where we're all along for the ride Mm -hmm. and wanting to hear what happens because it's more interesting than if magnus picks the lock and gets a little shock from it yeah well and i think i think
2: you can tell who in this in on this stage has done an escape room before because travis was he was getting close he was circling it before, like, while Justin was thinking, he
0: was playing around. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: so he was he was getting there. He just wasn't putting the pieces together, which is generally how it goes with puzzles. Uh, yeah, you, know, you have to have somebody who's kind of going for the first pieces, and then another person who's sitting back a little more and is is figuring out what to kind do, of to solve it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I I admit I got so excited when Justin he started talking about the mockingbird come. I was like, what the heck is he doing? Right. And then when I when it dawned on me, I think maybe that first very distant person going woo might have been me. <laughs> because <laughs> I do remember getting very excited and then realizing that no one else had
0: figured it out <laughs> what he was up to. So I think that one might have been me. I don't want to 100% claim it. But, but it may been, I was I can't vouch for it either way. That night was a blur. Just enough that even in the realist I was like, Oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. Yeah. And Anne can attest I wasn't even I was—I hadn't even had any buckets of rum yet. That was happening later that night. And so it was just, <laughs> I was so excited to be there. You get just swept up in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And after the fact, you're like, I know I just watched something really cool, but I could, and I could tell you parts of it, but I could not walk you beat by beat through what just happened. So that could have been you because it is a really brilliant moment as Justin Taco is figuring it out and working out what to do here. Yeah, and making a, the key that will go in this door using the gum, turning it into wood, yes, and then tracing mm-hmm. the wood onto the the anvil for it to be made real.
2: Yeah, you could hear you could hear the realization of what he mm-hmm. was doing kind of go through the audience, which was cool. Yeah, it was definitely it was a very it was an elegant solution to the problem. I don't know if there would have been another solution or not, but it was an elegant one.
0: That's what I always wonder when it seems like. Taco came up with such a clever thing. Or this person circumvented this. Even mm-hmm. like with the the lava gate at the beginning. It's like, did Griffin have something specific in mind? Or did he really just set up this thing that he was like, I don't know, let him figure it out?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you probably as a puzzle designer you you may want there to be more than one solution, but with some sure. kinds of puzzles there's there's really only one. Although mm-hmm. I think, you know, it just because there's only one you can think of doesn't mean that somebody who's playing it won't think of something that didn't occur to you. Like, a completely different
0: approach. Absolutely. But it does get them through the door. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness Taco was here.
1: Well, my next note is this was a roller coaster of emotions for me, and I do not know what those emotions were or why that happened. Was it the description of the room? I could not tell you. Pro- probably it did not have to do
2: with the number of pillars that were in the room so i'm guessing that you <laughs> you moved right ahead to uh i mean so there was the brief bit with this armor that was on the floor moving and travis mm-hmm. trying to persuade griffin through to, to uh, like because him. of brotherly loyalty that he had to tell him what was going on He had to
0: tell him,
2: <laughs> which of course did not work i did think it made sense for for magnus to take the armor with him and yeah. the easiest way to do that was to wear it she sure. doesn't really need the the ac
0: <laughs> no no he doesn't and i'm trying to think of what else might have given you an emotional roller coaster i'm guessing then it they might start talking been...
2: yeah it's, i think it's the conversation where he starts talking about his collection and uh-huh. his uh his his item that's gone missing i'm imagining yeah. because the audience that's was definitely on a roller coaster it. with that one
0: that's another one where even louder than the puzzle, because I think the puzzle yeah. is one of those where people are like, oh, kind of like, oh, clever. This one, when it's bigger, reveals the audience. Yeah. It'll be a slow wave of like, uh huh, volume. Just this involuntary yeah. like
2: <laughs> emotional
0: reaction, being like, oh shit, <laughs> we now know that the raging poisoning. Wait, hang on. I always get this I, one wrong. Flaming yeah, raging poisoning sword around. of doom. That's it. It's <laughs> sentient, which is yeah. very bleach.
2: It is.
0: (laughs) I remember thinking that at the time too. I was like, "Magic swords with that
1: are alive." It's extremely anime. So very anime. And I, I went Beauty and the Beast with it. Oh, because he had so many. I think that might have been it for me. Like it's it's very much my jam. Yes. Like it's actually a person. But
0: then, yeah. (laughs) Instead of a candlestick, who's going to sing to you and also be on Law and Order SVU? It's. I care. or wait, is he on SVU? I think he might just be on regular Law He's and Order. just on Law &
1: Order. That's Just the one. Law & Order.
0: Just, <laughs> Law & Order regular type.
1: He guested on the first season of SVU to make that, like, we are a team, mm-hmm. us and Law and & Order. But back to this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Enough of our Law & Order podcast. So instead of a wonderful talking candlestick, it's weaponry and armor?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I was amused that the, the villain is an underappreciated artist. <laughs> I thought that was very <laughs> illegal.
0: <believable. laughs> amen. Amen. You incredible. guys are all just <laughs> a, like, a moment away. Skald was right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should have shirts. I'm with Skald for the next show.
0: <laughs> but when he was talking to all of them when they're talking with scald and they're like oh you've been burning down our friend's store and he's like oh shit yeah i was because you have something in mind this was right before then again the realization oh my god i straight up forgot both times sitting there in the audience and sitting here in my chair now listening to it very recently i forgot that garfield was still with him Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) he's very quiet
1: it seems like a very Garfield thing to do. Yeah. To be like, right, oh, just boys, be like, see you hi. Like, And then you like, yeah. jump three feet and you're like, fuck, I forgot you yes. were standing
0: right next to me.
2: Yeah, I am starting to think that maybe that uh, character quiz I took was pretty legit because I do have a tendency for people to like walk into a room and not notice I'm there
0: for like 10 minutes. So <laughs> Use your newfound powers for good, Anne.
2: <laughs> or profit, you know, one or
0: the other. Amen to that. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I do want to point out one thing that was like a live show. I think there was only one moment where there was a live show thing that we could see that you could hear on the recording, but it wasn't clear what was going on. Mm. Um, At one point, they react and then say, oh, it is really hot and it's not clear what happened. (laughs) The uh, theater decided to turn, they had blue lights, like spotlights projected on the curtain behind them, and they turned them red.
0: Oh, I yes. was
2: guessing that that's what mm. had happened. Yeah, in it anticipation was... of the boss battle, they turned them mm-hmm. red. This
1: theater was very good. Yeah, it was very dramatic. I wonder if the theater, like one of the people, was like, "Oh, I know these guys. I know what's going to happen. Let's do this." That would be cool. Like let these let these yeah, sweet baby cosplayers keep their props. They're going to be good. I think it might have been just a smart impulse. I like to think <laughs> there was an inside man. Wink, wink. It's possible Paul told
2: them to do it, but I, I think it was probably just whoever was on the light board was feeling artsy. And they it was were very also effective. really
0: feeling scald and they were like, you know what? <laughs> this misunderstood artist? Me too. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I had actually, until you started talking about, I'd forgotten about that bit. Uh, but you're right. It, we were suddenly then in the mood because now we had this red lighting going mm-hmm. on behind the boys here. So this is then where, obviously, they take a short break. Uh, we went... Talked to more people in this beautiful audience, but then when we get back, now we're we're doing what we do. They're rolling for initiative, and a fight's about to happen.
1: Now I have a question for you, ladies. What's up? When he is talking about Scald as a salamander, did you imagine like a salamander? Nah, I was still imagining like a big old dragon person. Okay, well that's what you should be imagining. So. Cause, yeah, with 5e, they look like basically a, a fire snake with a human kind of upper torso. Yeah. Kind of human ish, not like super duper human. Mm. Um, but in my head, I kept seeing Smithy from oh. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. That's all I can see. Brittany, we are sisters. It doesn't matter. I have no idea who this is. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Listen, we're totally sisters. I like two notes from now. It just says a lot of video game imagery in this run. And it's Mm -hmm. because of the Minecraft thing. Because, again, Smithy, the fact that it's this character who can then build out of this. He got got his magic hammer. And can change his own appearance and can change the appearance of other people. And then we also get a bit of a, like, baby Bowser in... Uh, Yoshi story feeling going on later too yeah. there's a Hotland from undertale vibe mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of video game imagery in this one
1: which yeah, is super just... weird
0: because as far as i know griffin doesn't like video games so like <laughs> <laughs> very bizarre
2: yeah I, I think i was picturing that um the one gif of the the horned lizard going he 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 hey, the laughing lizard <laughs> only red. I don't know why, but that was what I That's, immediately pictured.
0: Listen, marry those two ideas, and you got what I was picturing, so this is perfect.
1: <laughs> it's one of my favorite like... <laughs> it's always so good. That and the gif of the um, Snow White witch going oh, into yeah. her. Yeah. going into the... Yeah, laughing.
2: Because
1: <laughs> it's so like... weak. I'm laughing at
0: you with some
1: <laughs> for some nefarious reason. Oh, it's so good.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. So the fight's on, and <laughs> I my next note here because I know we don't usually like break down beat by beat how the fights go. Um, Scald is against them, and the armor starts moving, and Taco uses that dope acid attack, and Merle's the only one who takes damage. Oh. And- yep, and. My note just says, I love, you can hear the crowd turn on Travis the moment he says, nobody important got hurt. The crowd yeah. is like, hey, don't yeah. you say that.
2: <laughs> and he's trying to say that Merle is is totally fine and Clint's definitely hamming it up by moaning in pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Which I sort of imagine was happening in, 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 well, not real life, in the fictional in universe the that life. Merle would be yes. like,
0: oh, I'm hurt so badly. Oh, we've heard it before. You're totally right. And so then we also, so in the course of this fight, as everybody's doing their sweet moves, garfield got a super soaker. So we know this is the thing that those cats like. um mm-hmm. Did, when... Griffin describes Scald using this, like, weapon transfi- transfiguration kind of power. Did that happen on something else? Because I feel like I have it in my mind that I've seen this summer before. Even, like, the, like, zapping and the rainbow, mm. and then he turns into a weapon.
1: Um, It happened on Super Mario RPG. Legend, Legend of, of the, the Seven, seven stars. stars.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, P.S. Let me use this platform sure. here to be like, where's my doll? Where's Gino? Give me Gino. I want him <laughs> now. Give me Gino. Anyway, I could have sworn I've seen this somewhere, but maybe just in my dreams. I don't know.
2: Uh, not that I remember, but I, I'm not sure that I, if I would, I might I have forgotten something.
0: And, and I could just be like imagining something that didn't actually happen. But if anybody listening to this has an idea and also feels like you've seen this before, get at me. Let me know. It's not just me. A rainbow,
1: though, you say?
0: Yeah, like a rainbow bubble. I'm, like, picturing, like, a full-on, you zap, like, exactly the way he describes it. Huh. Garfield lifting up into the air, rainbow bubble, boop, he's in Chakram now. But I don't know.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to think of all the weird things in the 80s we watched.
0: Exactly that. That's right. Yeah, think maybe it does sense. seem
1: kind of familiar.
0: Somebody out there knows. Yeah,
1: but I, I couldn't place it either, so. I bet it exists. And I bet someone genius is going to be like, "Oh, it's this, and it's this scene, and ten and minutes in, you'll find it." Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> and then
0: I'm buying that person a drink when that happens. Good, they've earned it. They totally have. Thank you so much. Uh, but so this is where Garfield, yes, turns into a chakra. Is the singular a yes. chakra? Okay, yeah. And then this is where, oh, right, because then, okay, because then this is where my note says video game imagery, because I think they've beaten Scald so badly this is where he falls off the edge. He does his fake out. He totally does yeah, his fake yeah. out, returns in his, uh, the Jaeger he built for himself. <laughs> out of tin. Out of tin, which is very Baby Bowser in Yoshi's Story or Yoshi's Island. I forget which one.
2: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why do you think it's tin? Because he says, he it, says it, it is. I thought he said 10, is in 10 feet. No, tin. I he think it's no. tin
0: because it wasn't magnetic.
2: That would make more sense because I wondered why <laughs> he thought that the 10 feet... Well, because the, the magnetic charge that he uses that tra- uses uh, later has a 10-foot radius.
0: Yeah, no, I see where you're coming from.
2: Yeah, I wasn't sure which, which version of it it was, and I thought maybe they misunderstood the way the um, the magnetic charge was supposed to work, and he was saying that it was out of range rather than that it was made of tin.
1: Oh, no, I the way I saw it play out of my head is smithy. Cause that's who is in there, not Scald. Just kind of laughs and points at like yeah. the it's shape of anger. tin. And everything. Yeah. yeah, it makes more sense that it wouldn't be magnetic, but uh... yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why we got a good guffaw out of all the nerds out there that understand that tin has no magnetic properties. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a solid tin. There we go. Bridges.
0: <laughs> um, oh, hey! Speaking of bridges, this is when he uh, bus over through to uh... <laughs> Neverwinter. <laughs> I was really hoping, like, before this live show started, I was like, well, maybe Lucretia will be in this one, because she has been in the other one. <laughs> Good news, Nell. She was. I think Lucretia probably
2: does not want to be in these. I think if she could yeah, avoid the Lucretia disasters that accompany them.
1: She's <laughs> so happy being left alone. <laughs> but we miss her. She's like, those boys rarely ever call, and frankly, I love it. <laughs> postcard every now and then is all i'd like
2: (laughs) no this this bit of her seeing this rift open as they're like she's doing this speech about how they've managed to rebuild neverwinter (laughs) from all the destruction and then there's like a tear in space time with this giant suit of armor behind it (laughs) and her reaction again very bleach. yeah you're right it was it was extremely good We
0: we got bleach we got pacific rim all of Nell's favorite, past and present, are coming out in this one. <laughs> so, my next note here is just about the brilliant, beautiful move that um, Merle gets to make. So, but I don't want to jump there if I'm missing something. That's all I have next.
1: <laughs> I have three all caps notes, mm. one right after the other. Mm. First was your one first was one, Lucretia. Lucretia yes. I miss you. Yep, perfect. <laughs> Second one, I bet you can guess it word for word. Gregus is the Pegasus? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me ask
0: this. Is there, if you can remember Anne, mm-hmm. and Brittany, since you got to listen to this for the first time, just yesterday or today, was there something you wanted him to pick of those three Celestials?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I think, um, I, I assume what Griffin was trying to say was Coatl, um, Models mm-hmm. are cool, but I mean, Very I think, cool. I think uh, just to kind of be a good counterpoint to Geralt, I think having a Pegasus was a good, was probably the best choice. Because a unicorn is basically the same thing, and then yeah. Justin would have had to sue him, and Taco mm-hmm. would also have sued Merle, <laughs> I imagine. Absolutely. Because uh, you you know, like, in, in their reality, Taco has merchandised Geralt. Absolutely. 100%. Oh.
0: You can get the the little ponies of Gerald, You can get little stuffies of Gerald, for sure, for sure. He's on sure. Gerald's
2: selling children's cereal for sure mm-hmm. with like marshmallow mm-hmm. unicorn horns in it. Find a unicorn. Absolutely.
1: Horns. Yeah. You got the keychain that you press the button and it's him talking mm-hmm. saying Spectroloats. <laughs> saying, yo. Yeah. Branded sunglasses definitely. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> All these have happened yeah so yeah I, I i think uh pegasus was a was a good choice yeah i love myself a good pegasus i genuinely don't remember what all the options were besides unicorn and pegasus <laughs> and it then was the, the only other, it was Quadle.
2: that was the only that Quattle, was the, okay. the the
0: yeah. the snake with wings essentially yeah they're
2: like a, it's a feathered serpent
0: yeah good times i had to draw one of those for another D game um But no, I'm with you. I think I had the same thought being like, well, we have a beautiful binocorn who cannot be rivaled in any sense. So go with a pegasus. And thank goodness he did. Because the imagery and the naming, all of it for Gregus the pegasus is
1: just so majestic. (laughs) And now, Nell, Mm. can you guess what my third all caps (sighs) exclamation is about? Let's see. See
0: what my next note is, which is about talk of getting hit by an outhouse. So I don't <laughs> know if I do know what your next all cast is <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's about Dupree. Yep. Hell yes. Um, I only yeah that was later on in my notes because we cannot forget the fact that Merle grabbed Garfield the Chakram and just. <laughs> buried him into Magnus's shoulder.
2: <laughs> I mean, you have to be impressed by his aim. It was definitely yeah. was a, a Xena warrior princess move. I did <laughs> I did enjoy Griffin calling the audience out for not being excited enough about Xena.
0: <laughs> he did. he really turned on everybody for a second. Like, come on. How dare you? She's our Amazon princess, That's right? I
2: was surprised that no one in the audience did the the Xena thing, but I can't do it. So I can't either. I've known Clint people who did. Could.
1: Clint hmm? did his best. Yeah, yeah, Clint did it. I I also cannot do this. I have a friend
0: who can do it so well. She, like, won a competition at some... What? Did she get to meet
1: Lucy Lawless? Um, Did um, Lucy Lawless fly in and see her? Probably.
0: I mean, knowing Lucy and her ability to fly, yeah. She probably just, like, showed up.
1: She's like, you summoned me. Let's go.
0: (laughs) So there's my shout-out to Sabina, the warrior princess. Uh, But Taco does get hit by an outhouse. But that's okay. Yes, because...
2: Because he has the the wherewithal to cast reduce on this giant yes. suit of armor, the one that's the one time where that is like super super useful as a spell,
0: uh-huh.
2: make make the ten story robot armor like Ooh, six stories instead. Yeah, I think it was ten stories initially. Yeah, and then it was six. yes that's yes, right, yeah.
0: and then even Skald gives a littler, which sounds cute. <laughs> 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 and now that Scald is littler and this armor is littler, now Dupree can truly shine. And again, I assume everybody listening to this has listened to Balance, but in case you haven't, he is a well-known and well-loved character. And I do just want to mention, we've talked about cosplayers a bit in this episode. Brittany, you have a Dupree costume, (laughs) essentially. I
1: I do, except for he has a hole. Mm -hmm. So he does not inflate as he should anymore. And I'm very distressed because I've tried to bring him twice to shows and twice he has failed me. So So, I'm actually looking at the bag right now. Podcon
0: two, let's do it. We'll get it figured out.
1: Okay, I'll bring I'll bring both motors. This is and everything I have. Yes,
0: this is when we will finally do cosplay. Well, let's let's aim for Podcon two. I like
1: it. I I even have his little hat. I'm ready. I just need the damn it'll happen to inflate. We'll cast a
0: a fixed spell on it. We'll get it. We'll Please. get it.
1: Cast mend. So. Absolutely.
0: Um, but so, yeah, now that Dupree is here, it did dawn on me that, like... Magnus's joy at seeing Dupree is so sweet uh, and yes. I, he's just so precious. But it did make me think they didn't really get to have, quote unquote, fun with Dupree before. Dupree showed up in mm-hmm. a very dire yeah. moment the last time yeah. we needed him. he did. Whereas this one's a little more loosey-goosey. This one's a little bit more fun. I mean, yeah, Neverwinter's like kind of in danger, but also we're just like chilling in the <sighs> fire plane. It's fun.
1: Well, and I really enjoyed Griffin saying... When when Taco, when Jess was like, and that's my turn. He's like, no, that was Taco's turn. Now it's Bree's turn. You're like, yes. Because it is like, it's a whole new, Uh he does not retain any of Taco's memories or stats or anything. Like he's his own thing. He just has his hat. Yeah. and, And also choosing to find a
2: mechanic to have him be large enough to realistically Mm -hmm. fight this suit of armor because he might, like, if he was a real size T-Rex, which of course because T-Rexes are completely canon in D&D and they are the exact same size as they are in our world, um, (laughs) but he wouldn't, like, realistically have been large enough to have done much. Right, mm-hmm. but so instead we get this like brilliant image of Dupree biting this helmet that uh, that Magnus <laughs> is hanging foot, on not to. Seven
1: foot, seven, story seven stories, dinosaur. Yes.
2: Oh. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining that Magnus is hanging on through all of this, like all this attack happening, and just laughing maniacally about how great it is.
0: <laughs> oh, he fucking <laughs> loves it, as he should. <laughs> Even though, th- so that's what knocked him off, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he was. It was because um, Dupree basically sweeps the leg, and like yeah. the 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 greaves come off, the legs come off, so yeah. the the suit of armor is falling into the lava sea at right. that point, and then he has to um, come up with some admittedly very <laughs> clever bsing
0: to say oh that God. Travis what says gonna that it's do?
2: yeah that it's after midnight, so he can use the grappling hook again, because otherwise he would have had a pretty significant problem.
0: And again, Griffin DM best friend, baby brother, lets him do it. Says, yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you hear a clock toll. It's midnight. Grappling Because it's cool. (laughs) It's so much better for the story.
1: I definitely appreciate a DM that's just like, yes. Yeah. Like, you came up with that. I'm down with it. Let's go with it. Let's
0: do it. I like it so much. And I like that we had Merle flinging a chakram that is Garfield into Magnus's shoulder and then Magnus Shooting a grappling hook into Dupree, which is Taco. Just a lot of like <laughs> bros letting each other like hack into their bodies. It's very sweet. I love it. <laughs> just really care about each other. <laughs> to be like, no, that's fine. That's fine. Hang on to me, bro. I got you. So <laughs> my last note here is uh, just another very good moment. As because obviously they've they've felled the armor. Scald is no longer a threat. And as the portal's closing, you just hearing and go, okay, like,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
2: Must be Tuesday.
0: <laughs> right. We did it.
2: Yeah, and so now I was at the live show a little on edge because they defeat Scald, and it's like, okay, well that's done so presumably whatever spell he was using from this uh-huh. hammer to turn everybody into weapons and armor is now going to be broken but what does that mean for the flaming raging poisoning sort of doom which you could tell travis was also kind of a
1: uh-huh. little tense
2: about <laughs> like what's gonna happen but you know it, it, it like we were saying about griffin having people's back he was not i mean. Magnus is definitely in an OP police nerf situation
0: at this point Absolutely. with that sword. Mm-hmm. Like the sword
2: is ridiculous, but Travis loves that sword.
0: He loves it. And that. Griffin
2: knows that. And and I think, uh, you know, he was going to find a workaround for him to keep it. And I, and I really thought maybe he was going to, you know,
1: just decide that it was time and take it away, yeah. you know. That's what I really thought that too, and I love Justin's reaction uh-huh. in Taco coming back from Dupree like, now hold on, hold on. <laughs>
0: I mean, it really was like this was your chance, Griffin. You can no mm-hmm. longer complain about how overpowered Magnus is because he's got to keep that sword. I'm totally with him. And this is the the second time, the second live show in a row where yes, the sword's almost gone. Oh no, you got to keep it.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he's just building him up so he can tear him down. You never know. <laughs>
1: that's that's so much worse. This no, is I so perfect. I was like, come on, Griffin. Come on, Griffin. Go. Oh. I was like, I'll probably get kicked out of the fandom for yeah. this, but man, like What if? And, and I know, like, I, I know what it is to be a player who loves a weapon. And mm-hmm. like, this is the best weapon if I lose it. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. But also I know what it is to be a player that has to sit next to somebody who has a ridiculous (laughs) weapon. And then I never really get to play because they're doing everything like, oh, well, okay.
2: I was just going to say, like, from a creative standpoint, it has, you know, I don't I don't know if Griffin would have come up with what if we, you know, did a Pacific Rim style battle. Would, would he have thought of that if Magnus hadn't been overpowered? I mean, they're all a little bit at this point, but but Magnus in particular. Because it has to be an enemy that he can't just do five or six attacks on and then he's right. dead. So they it have to come to up bigger. with some solution for that. So, you know, sometimes those restrictions push you to get more outside the box and not keep doing the yeah. same thing over and over again. So there, there are potentially some... Um, creative advantages to leaving that situation, especially because it's something that, that is important to Travis. And I think it's, it's pretty important to Colin, too, <laughs> the kid who invented it. True. He seems, he, I think he is understandably very attached to it, to it remaining in the canon.
0: Okay, so what if it was like in Bleach, and sometimes your sword is like, hey, I'm going to be a person now, and like you you have to not rely on me so much all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be fun? If his sword yeah. could just yes. sometimes turn into a
1: beautiful dragon man? And that's what I was really hoping for, again, that now I feel super nerdy, like, put my glasses, hold on. Here she goes. Um, well, because just like Griffin had the wife, she's like, well, I guess like that's <laughs> not fair. How long has he spent <laughs> as a sword? You'd think <laughs> he'd be like, alright, let me stretch my legs out, yeah. my tail, and be this person slash salamander, but then yeah, it's like I'll show up again. How rewarding! Like don't that worry. Event. And then how jamming would that be? Yeah, when they're in a bind and it's really hard, and they have a Pacific Rim style fight happening, they're like it's too much. Uh huh. And then and all then of a sudden, shows up. right? Yes. And he's
0: like, because now he as like the ruler of the plan of fire or like at least like husband to the ruler plan of fire or however it goes i don't know if he is then like now has like a chill relationship with garfield and garfield can just be like oh yeah my bro i'll send you over there and then like mm-hmm. Garfield can open a right
1: That's yeah well i mean I, I,
0: or what if we flip it and garfield's a sword just kidding
1: <laughs> he's a chakra pay attention um no what if what if king rathbang Rathbang? Rathban. Rath- Rathbang. Rathbang. Rathbane? Rath- I think it was Rang. Bane, not Bang. Okay. I have both written down, but I'm looking at neither. <laughs> Pretty sure it so. was Bane. <laughs> okay, 10. Um, Listen, girls. <laughs> I just spray both of you with a. What if he just is over it one day with a super soaker? Uh-huh. Um, He's just like, you know, I'm done. I miss my wife. I miss having a tail. And just like, I peace is out. I mean he could. Maybe that's what Griffin is setting up
0: here.
2: Yeah, I mean he's definitely there was not any free will for these weapons before, clearly, and now there is. So mm-hmm. a weapon with free will is an is an interesting dramatic twist because mm-hmm. maybe sometimes he's not going to work so well. We don't know. Yeah. Because he's he's now has given this sword agency to make I its know. own decisions in some way. I mean, maybe it can't directly affect things besides, like, just deciding not to be a sword, but we don't know. So, like, the door is open there to do something with that.
0: I totally agree. Because, like, even if it's something like – and, Griff, you can have these ideas for free if you haven't already thought of them. But, like, (laughs) the fire isn't working or the poison Mm -hmm. isn't happening. You know what I mean? So it's suddenly causing Mm -hmm. less damage. Yeah.
2: Or you could have – a nap. You use Mm -hmm. it too many times. Maybe it gets injured or it's in pain and it can't do as much damage.
0: That's exactly it. It's like in Breath of the Wild when you use the master <laughs> sword too much and it's like, okay, fuck off for a second. Let me take a catch my breath here. <laughs> that would be interesting. But we'll have to see what happens. And I do wonder how much they're going to have to use the flaming raging wait. Flaming the, raging yeah. poisoning sword of doom. Flaming <laughs> raging poisoning sword of doom in fantasy aspen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, when Clark gets caught in a glacier, mm. that's probably like we'll in Breath of the
0: Wild, it. when you can use your just fire like swords and wild. melt the ice around
1: you. Or he'll be in a um, ice carving contest, Ooh. and he'll be cheating. <laughs> cheater, cheater, Griffin! Here. Again, Griffin! Any of these ideas? Deals,
0: here you go. We won't. We won't get mad. We are here for <laughs> you. Brittany's finally <laughs> here for you. Don't take this for granted. <laughs> I just want to point out, I was really nice all episode. <laughs> he's like, I did not slam that dude once. I expect a bunny on my door. <laughs> With a name tag that says Jake on him. <laughs> oh. A little hat, goggles, a little board under his feet. All right, is there anything else we wanted to bring up that we missed?
2: Well, there is. there is one other door to future story Ooh, possibilities that has been locked open. Go. a very important one which is that yeah. Garfield oh, yeah, yeah. kept Skull's hammer yes. and he is a he's an entrepreneuring whatever he is so he's definitely going to use that mm. and we don't know when and we don't know what the consequences mm-hmm. are going to be but we know that the most ridiculously powerful weapon in their world was created by that hammer so uh-huh. I don't know maybe
1: they're going to have to fight Garfield who knows <gasps> I hope not, but <laughs> what if Garfield makes Magnus into a weapon? I was about to say,
0: you have to, you know how you get the strongest <laughs> weapons is that you find the strongest people.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: So what if, maybe Garfield would be their villain if yeah, he yeah. decides you three are the most powerful. Yeah. You guys maybe. would make the most beautiful weapons.
2: And then maybe the only thing that can defeat Magnus as a sword would be his own weapon. Which is actually tacos.
0: It's totally tacos. Thank you. Yes, is it a kills me. Which taco time. could
2: not use? But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's been our fan fiction. <laughs> that's from thank the zone bone.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So I will say this. Wait, no, hang on.
1: I was going to write down this question. I didn't write it she down. will not say this. Now I don't remember what my question was. Um, I want to still know why Garfield was growing a magnus in the first place. We're going way back into balance. Well, but that was never fully established why he was taking his blood like even yeah. before he was growing him. He was like I very think was interested in collecting blood.
0: I think yeah. he's just a creep. Your classic creep.
1: But it was just Magnus like he well, never tried to him. grab. It was it. an Hair odd taco. It was, yeah. It was
2: very specific and it was something mm-hmm. that Griffin had to have had some kind of conscious reason for. I don't think right. he would have just done it. It was too it was too left-field. So he, yeah. yeah. so Griffin knows something. Cl- well, I mean, Griffin knows a lot of things we don't know, but Griffin definitely knows some very specific things about Garfield that we don't know.
0: I go with my previous answer. Only now I say Griffin's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> Same answer, different person. <laughs> uh, but no, there are a few questions in balance that I like. I have one that I really want answered. Um, but that's that's another good one too. All right, so I think that covers. Pretty much everything that we wanted to talk about. Yeah? Yep. Yep. Okay, great. Uh, so you know what that means. It's poll time. And so last round, we asked what song would play for your, you are sweet listeners, your do or die moment. And we gave some examples that we each chose. And it was Brittany's answer toxic by her namesake britney spears that took 93 (laughs) 93 i you wish that's 39 (laughs) of the (laughs) vote
1: wow i was gonna say geez that was really that would have been it really spiked up at the end (laughs) (laughs) i had a whole bunch of britney nation came
0: in and they were like of course
1: Um, (laughs) i just tweeted right out to her fans Mm -hmm. like listen guys (laughs)
0: I need your help with this poll. (laughs) (laughs) But so not only did you guys vote on art picks, uh, there were so many good responses from you guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had Queen, we had Lady Gaga, uh, the Wonderland tracks, which is great. uh,
1: Tank from Cowboy Bebop. Also excellent. So
0: good. Uh, And others I can't remember right now. Every time you guys play with us, we love it. Thank you. For this poll, we want to know which fan favorite you'd like to see guest star in the next live show. We'll have that poll up over on Twitter at RomancingZone, and we'll meet you back in Kepler in two weeks. Till then, thanks so much for listening. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone.